Okay, they're done, Kevin. We're good. <laughs> okay. Excellent. I just thought I'd let you know. We can move on. No. Because I know you would yeah, know. Ab- I miss you, Kevin. Go. Yeah. I miss you too, Thomas. Go ahead. Ask a, qu- ask a question. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Forest and Features. My name is Thomas Moore. And my name is Kevin Sievert. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Uh, we got a pretty special episode today for us, don't we, Kevin? We do, we do. Um, this is the first time in our podcast history that we're catching our cast after a live performance of the show that we're about to talk about. Yeah, that's right. We just caught them on a Saturday, right after the uh, first week of the opening of Godspell. Absolutely. I am so excited about Godspell, and I'm really happy that uh, this performance is going on. It's been a favorite show of mine. Thomas, have you seen Godspell before? I have seen, uh, not live, but I've seen iterations of it, you know, on some recordings, etc., just because I was curious. Um, With the show being as kind of timeless as it is, um, I've seen some versions of it. Never live, though. Never live? Well, hopefully you can come and see this one, because it's pretty special, if you ask me. But I might be biased. Well, I intend to. You might be biased. I hear you're a part of it in some capacity. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but Godspell is, like Thomas said, a pretty iconic show. It's like one of the one of the more well-known shows in like the musical theater catalog. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Thomas? Well, I'd love to. This immensely successful rock opera needs little introduction, but it was first produced in Broadway in 1971 when it broke new ground in its staged treatment of the historical Jesus Christ. Based on the gospel, according to St. Matthew, it deals with the last days of Jesus and includes dramatized versions of several well-known parables. And yet it is something more, a religious experience, a demonstration of joy, and a celebration of the family of man. Godspell was the first major musical theater offering from the three-time Grammy and Academy Award winner Stephen Schwartz, uh, known for Wicked, Pippin, Children of Eden, and a bunch of other things. Uh, And it took the world by storm. Led by the international hit Day by Day, Godspell features a parade of beloved songs, including Prepare Ye the Way of the Lord, Learn Ye Lessons Well, All for the Best, All Good Gifts, Turn Back, O Man, and By My Side. Uh, The show was directed by Michael Sheeks, uh, music direction by Philip Jindra, and the choreography by yourself, Kevin. Yeah, I did a little one-two-step for it. <laughs> uh, and I would like to, would you like to go around and introduce everyone that we have here today from the cast? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and then tell me um, the uh, character that you play in the show. Hi, I'm M. Schaller. I play Anna Maria, the day-by-day soloist. This is Philip Jindra, and I don't play a character in the show, but I do play the piano, and keyboard uh, in the pit. This is Ash Stokes. I play Nick, so I got the We Beseech Thee solo. Hello, my name is Sean Stalvey, and I play George, and I sing Light of the World. Hello, my name is Tessa Jindra. I play Lindsay, who has the solo for Bless the Lord. We're very excited to have everyone here. Thank you for uh, joining us here to talk about the uh, show here. Uh, So the first question I... and thank you guys for... (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) Kevin. Um, okay, everyone in podcast land, you got to understand that me and Thomas are not in the same room. We're in different time zones. So this might be a little clunky dunky, but we're trying our best. That's all we can do. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but what I was about to say is we're really excited and thankful that you guys uh, wanted to share your time with us after you did a show this afternoon. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so the Go first, ahead, Thomas. So the first question I had for you guys just got off stage uh, doing the show. Explain how you feel. How is the uh, audience responding to the show? <laughs> I, I heard some rumors about how the show went today, so let's talk about the show yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will take it, and I will talk. <laughs> well, we, we opened yesterday, and it was... Um, it was pretty great. The audience responded very well to it. We had a smaller audience today, uh, so not as, um, I shouldn't say not responsive. They did seem to really enjoy the show. We got a lot of uh, really wonderful feedback. Um, so the audiences are really um, taken, to, taken to it. Yeah, this show is uh, really fun to do for a responsive audience. Um, it's a, a show that requires a lot of um, energy back Um so opening night was great. Today was great too. A little less energetic, but we we did it and everybody loved it and we 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 did it. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is um, when people come to see Godspell is that they have to bring a lot of energy, right? And don't be afraid to participate. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about anybody else, but I think. A lot of it, too, is the energy between us, like each other on stage, too, not just with the audience, but that over the past week, even as we've become more comfortable with the flow of the show, that it becomes more fun for me to perform, at least. I, don't, I hope you guys feel the yeah, same, yeah, but... Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely uh, feel that, yes, the show kind of... it. It requires energy from both, uh, you know, the cast and, and everyone uh, in the, the, the pit and the crew, but also the audience, because this is a very, like, high energy show. So whatever energy we give and receive, it all helps benefit the story, because then it just makes all of our performance uh, not so much, like, easier to do, but it's just it, it gives us the ability to give it our all and it seems to benefit from that momentum <laughs> I, I think one of the interesting things is that you know when you get audiences when you do theater at least myself when i've been on stage is like some audiences you get that are like totally there for it and then they're non-responsive and i think one of the challenges that i think is fun for me at least when i'm on stage and i feel like i'm not getting anything back is like i just welcome it as a challenge to like the circumstance that i'm present state you know as opposed to looking at it like um you know the like well, i'm doing a poor job because that's the easy thing to think you know what i mean you're not getting much back i think at least myself i'm like okay i'm not getting anything there okay let's put that into the challenge of the scene how do i how do i use this as a tool to be able to execute what it is that I need to do as a performer. You know what I mean, Kevin? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a give and take. And sometimes if you're not given anything, you have to reroute and try something new. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, I would be interested in knowing from anyone who wants to speak on this, um, what might be different about this particular version or what's unique about this particular version of Godspell than maybe another production of Godspell or the movie of Godspell and what sets this production apart? 
So um, I've done Godspell three times now. The first time in 20, 2008, uh, we did the original version uh, from 1971. Uh, this version that we're doing here at the Forest Inn is the 2012 revival. So it's very, very similar to the original. Uh, all the same parables, um, same songs. Uh, but the Stephen Schwartz completely revamped the score, uh, so he updated the instrumentation and the vocal arrangements. It's much more difficult, um, but it still has a lot of the heart of the original. It's, it's you know day by day it still has that flower power vibe at the beginning with uh, and the tambourine and everything. But then you know you get the electric guitar coming in, and it's got more of a rock feel. And that's kind of how he. Treated all of the songs, he kind of stayed true to the original, but gave uh, an updated feel to them. Um, also, some of the parables, um, you know, having been in it twice, um, the parables are the same, but some of the references have been updated uh, to be more modern. And um, there's a couple uh, special things that got added to this version. So in the movie, the original movie had the song Beautiful City in it. And the original Broadway production had the song We Beseech Thee, but not vice versa. So they cut one or the other song from either of those versions for time or whatever reasons. Um, but they added both of them back in for the revival edition, which is amazing because Aaron is so good at Beautiful City. It's such a touching number and powerful and but we beseech thee is also really fun that's ash's solo um and then the other thing that's uh different about this is uh learn your lessons well was originally just a little ukulele number um just a short little ditty and they combined it with um this uh, piece that was in the original production, but just as a spoken number in the movie, they were walking through, I don't know if it was the Lincoln Tunnel or um, some sort of uh, tunnel in New York City, uh, but they were doing the, the lamp, lamp, lamp of the body, body, body. It's this spoken art piece. And uh, they completely composed this beautiful six-part choral arrangement uh, of it, which was very difficult to learn uh, for the cast, but they do an amazing job at it. So uh, those are a few things that are different about it from a musical standpoint. I've done Godspell three times now as well. Not the same productions as Phil, but um, uh, this one's the same. Um what I really love about Godspell is it's different every time with every different director and every different cast, and you get really close along the way, so you got, you feel comfortable ad-libbing. And even in the same production space, like if you have the same cast, every night is different because you add more and more ad-libs um, to the show versus, like, it, it keeps it fresh, um, especially when the, like when we're feeding off of each other. It keeps everything nice and fresh. Thank you guys for sharing all of those experiences with with the show. And um, something that's uh, unique with pretty much everyone in the room, since it's been brought up already, we, should, we could kind of go and talk about this, is that um, everyone who's in the room has done Godspell multiple times. Um, so I'm, I'm curious... 
um, if I can ask Thomas, what were your experiences like in your other productions of Godspell? Uh, but more importantly, what brought you back to Godspell this time around? Um, so I actually directed um, Godspell with Peter Quinn's performing company uh, back in 2017. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> um, and I actually had M and Sean in my in my cast. And Godspell is usually done with, what is it, like 10 people? It's 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we did it, I actually cast close to 30 people in our production of it. Um, and when we went to cast the show, uh, me and my directors, um, we uh, divided the songs um, throughout who auditioned. And then I, on my own, um, with the permission from my directors, um, went through the script and just divided out all the parables, all the acting bits to everybody in the cast. So everyone had something that they could bring to the show themselves. Um, We set it in kind of like the it's like set in New York in general. Right. So we did it more of a urban, um, more modern feel to the show uh, where this is definitely an homage to like the original Godspell. Very. hippie vibes but also very modern in the way that we present it um and when i heard michael's doing godspell i as much as i had fun directing it i really wanted to be a part of the experience and i loved the version i did but having a i wanted to experience the smaller cast version of it and i'm very honored to be a part of this cast because everybody brings something so different um to it and it's been such a blast to work with everybody so that's my experience (laughs) um so the first time i did this show it was 2014 and it was the junior version of the show so very condensed couple songs cut very clean as compared to some of the other like not that godspell is ever inappropriate but it's a little edgier when you do the full version. So my first experience with Godspell was a good toe in the water, a dip in the toe in the water. Um, But I loved that experience because of all the cast bonding that happened. And then I did it again, like Tessa mentioned, in 2017. Um, And that was a very different experience because um, it was an older group of people And we got extremely close during that process. And it was very emotional. Every performance was super emotional. So that gave me a different perspective on the show. And then when I heard that The Forced was doing it again, I just had to come back for more. (laughs) And this this production is also, like like Tessa said, very different from the one that we did in 2017. And I, like I said before, I just love how every production of this show is different and it has a different vibe every single time. And you you get really close with your castmates. That's, That's a given. You have to be for this show, so... So I did the same junior version that M was just talking about in what did you say 2014, um, and there there were a lot of significant differences I think in the the feel of that show. Part of it being that there were a lot of songs that were cut, namely the prologue, "Turn Back, Old Man." There were just a, a lot of um, songs that feel more integral to the version that we're doing now that I never would have thought like how they fit into it when we did the junior version because I didn't know they existed. Um, And then, of course, it was a um, children's theater company, so we had 
probably close to 50, 60 kids in that show. So it was a much, much larger group um, to have to work with. It was it was a wildly different experience than what we have here at the forest. Um, and I think that it showed in a lot of like even just the personal connections that you make. Like I, I loved doing Godspill with Treehouse and I have a lot of fond memories of that. Um, but there's definitely something very particularly special about having such a small group and being such a close knit community with a show like this that it it just gives off such an entirely different feel and sense of community. And kind of go off uh, like uh, the kind of the differences between like the the previous versions. Uh, well. Uh, to start with, I was part of the the twenty uh, twenty seventeen uh, Peter Quinn's version of of uh, the show. Uh, they did it at the Capitol Civic Center, and of course, you know, thirty people, um, which was actually very, you know, it was it was a large cast, but it still had such a great sense of community uh, that we were able to develop with the show and and whatnot. Uh, and it was a, also a larger venue. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, uh, in a, you know, a different contrast than here at the inn. Um, but like, it's, it's different. It's similar and different. Cause like, I feel the similar, like cast bonding, um, all of us, you know, ha- uh, having support for each other and, and whatnot. But, uh, I just feel like, uh, for our production here at the inn, um, it's more intimate than it was at the Capitol Civic Center. Um, cause one of the biggest differences that I have felt when I was, when I performed here at the inn, uh, is that, uh, there isn't a pit that's separating us between, uh, the stage and, and the audience. And it's just that the audience is such, uh, it's more, more part of like the experience. And when we're given opportunities to improvise with, with, uh, the audience members, uh, it just, it adds another layer to it that I haven't experienced before performing this, but I, I loved both versions and I, you know, I had to come back for, for this other, <laughs> other run because it was just such a great experience. Uh, and as everyone else said, like th- that sense of community that, that really, always brings it you know back so um so like i mentioned before maybe (laughs) (laughs) so i was in uh, godspell in 2008 in the cast i played uh jeffrey in that which is the equivalent of nick in the revival version um and then uh and that was at the Capitol Civic Center, the big 1200 seat house, um, same where, same place where Peter Quince did it. And, uh, we had the core 10, uh, scripted roles, but then we had like an ensemble of like 40, uh, that just like sat on stage the whole time and helped with the, you know, the parables and acting things out. It was crazy. Um, and then I did it again in, 2014 at the same time that Treehouse was doing the junior version um but I was at Lawrence University um and that was just the 10 uh ensemble um but we did it really really differently uh we set it in an art studio and all of the disciple characters were art students and Jesus was the model for the art class on the stool <laughs> And Judas was the art teacher. It was a very, uh, you know, unique concept. And it 
was really fun to be a part of. I heard it was kind of weird to watch, um, but uh, that was my first introduction to the revival, um, and it was really, really fun to do all that music. So um, the opportunity to get to now play in the pit was really exciting. Um, plus, when Tessa was doing um, the uh Quince version in 2017, I was in charge of unlocking the door for the pit orchestra rehearsals, um, and I had to be in the building with them, so um, I actually filled in for the keyboard player in a couple of rehearsals, and uh, so the opportunity to get to do the entire show on keyboard uh, with an amazing band. We've got... um, two guitarists that are both phenomenal. Uh, Tessa's dad is playing the drums and, um, and our bass player is, uh, uh, very good too. And, uh, uh, the, the ensemble just jives so well together and it's so fun to be, you know, at the core of the music, just driving, uh, that, and then having the ensemble singing, uh, along with that. It's such a fun experience. So, uh, it's interesting to get to be on that side of it instead of a- acting in it. Something that we just kind of want to talk about briefly is that I think, you know, sometimes Godspell can be considered a religious show. Um, and that might throw some people off just because I don't know if, me personally at least, if someone were to tell me it was a religious show, I'd be less interested to see it. And it's not, it's just on my own beliefs, you know. Um, however, you know, what makes Godspell a good show for everyone? Basically, uh, no matter what you believe or not, you know, what are some themes from the show that you can kind of take away from it that, you know, kind of moves you away from that is, is in case someone was listening and would be kind of turned off to the idea of it having that theme to it. So for me, um, with Godspell, especially when I did it with Peter Quince, my big um, takeaway that I was hoping everyone would get is the sense of community and being a part of something that's important and coming together um, and just having a good time. And yes, it's very, of course, religious-based, Christianity, um, and all the parables are fun. But as you watch it, people have a hard time following Godspell because it's so fast paced and we just kind of click along. But if you don't think hard about it and you just watch, you're enjoying watching people enjoy telling you a story. Um, And so for me, for Godspell, it's about community and it's about being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Um, Whether, whatever that may mean to you as a person. Um, So as much as it's a religious show, it's very, much a community-based show. Um, so what you take away is definitely very personal. So it, it's very interesting for me, this show, um, because like I can understand why it would be um, off-putting for people who aren't religious and uh, don't follow those beliefs. But also I've, I've heard before that um, I had a pastor who believed that God's bell was sacrilegious. So it's very polarizing for everybody, but I can promise you that like, regardless of what your beliefs are, like the, this, the content is ripped straight from the book of Matthew. I was re- raised religious. I can tell you that for sure. I, I know all these references, but even if you if you aren't religious, like Tessa said, it is a beautiful story of community and everybody can take something away from this and learn from it. Or even if you don't learn anything from it, it it has fun, funky songs and everybody, like I've said before, you don't really come to Godspell to see the plot. You come to Godspell to see people have fun and dance on stage. Um, I mean, there definitely is a plot, but for me, I always go see Godspell to 
to watch people have fun on stage. And I think that's important. It's a it's a good break from life sometimes. So something that I learned or realized um, when I did it, when I did the junior version with Treehouse is that Godspell is very much a show that you don't have to understand the religious part of it for the show to make sense. Like you could be raised entirely Christian K through 12 your entire life and it will make sense. You also could have never set church set foot in a church before in your entire life and the show will make sense. It takes a lot of pieces that the show kind of explains itself a lot of the time like even especially in all of the parables there is a baseline lesson right it's it's not just a religious lesson it's a lesson for any aspect of your life um, and just to lead a better life and the parables explain themselves within the show and I think that's that's been a key part for me is that the show does itself if that makes you know like I don't I don't know a better way to word it than that but it's just it's very you don't have to have any pre-existing expectations or knowledge in order to enjoy this show like it makes perfect sense just by itself just to go off for the ash quick here um there was a, a group of ladies that were here today and they talked to Phil and I a little bit and they were like we weren't sure at first how we felt about the show because we just weren't like understanding it but they said the moment they just let themselves watch not try to overthink it they had a wonderful time and they really enjoyed the show so Godspell is one of those things that you can't overthink because once you overthink it you're, you're not going to understand what's going on so that's definitely a lesson to take if you come see the show it's just don't overthink it just enjoy what's in front of you all I do is overthink everything, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but that's all I do. So maybe I need to come see this show to check out for a little bit. What do you think, bud? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea, Thomas. <laughs> Did you have any other questions for them at all? or One fun little funky question that I want to ask before we kind of give everyone the information. I'm just curious, what are... what's your favorite song in the show or your favorite moment in the show? You, Matt, you asked the million dollar question, buddy. I feel like that's the ticket selling question. <laughs> so I'll go first. Um, and I've got two. I'm going to I'm going to cheat and give two. Uh, Beautiful City is one of my favorite songs in the show. It's it's the whole orchestra just kind of drops out and it's just piano and Jesus. And it's so mellow and uh, just powerful. And it, there's these key changes in it. And it's just. Oh, and it leads right into the like Last Supper bit at the end, um, and the dialogue kind of starts over the end of the music, and it's so beautiful. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, and um, then my other favorite song in the show is "Bless the Lord," um, and it might be biased because my my wife is singing it, um, but uh, it also is so fun to play because it kind of features the piano a little bit more, and the song just keeps getting faster and more uh, exciting as the the song goes, and the cast is just like dancing more and more energetically until at the end we're just like. Uh, what, what does it say? Go to church uh, in the in the music. Like it's just like hallelujah, and like everyone's like clapping, and it just gets so exciting. Like it's impossible, whether you're religious or not, not to get caught up in the excitement of that music. So, 
So my favorite Godspell song changes every single day. But <laughs> right now it is on the willows because it's just so beautiful to listen to. And I, I also really love singing the harmonies in By My Side. So I'm cheating too. I chose to. But <laughs> those are my favorites right now. It'll probably change next week. <laughs> Kevin, they're all cheating. We're all cheating. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm similar with Em. Mine always changes. But for me... Um, I think All Good Gifts has always been a very uh, top favorite of mine. Um, it's just a beautiful melody, and the meaning of it is so so pure and innocent. And it's just a song about being thankful for literally everything around you. And and Carter does an amazing job with the solo on it, um, and the harmonies are, are beautiful. Um, and just to plug, my dad is in the pit and he is playing drums. So that's one of my favorite parts of the show, too. I've not done a show with my dad. My dad's never done musical theater. Um, so it's been a really fun experience to just be on stage and, and hear him play in the pit. And he seems to be having a great time, too. So that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I cheat and just say every song is my favorite? <laughs> I'm just being funny. Um, but I'm also serious. I'm also serious. It is every single song is one of my favorites. But. Uh, out of all of them, if I have to say that there's one that particularly sticks out, um, that, uh, it is a beautiful city. Like that, that's one song, like just if like a day is going bad or anything, it's like a song that I, I can think of that brings comfort. Um, it's. It's just such a powerful and beautiful song. And just how Aaron sings it is just absolutely amazing. Just with just her entire being, you know, with with everything, I guess, you know, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, it just it's such a, a, a good song for for any situation that's going sour and. It just has that hope that that is also comforting. And uh, I'm going to cheat <laughs> by saying that, yes, I have a second favorite song. I have to say, I, I do enjoy all the philosophers uh, babbling in the very beginning. Yeah, the prologue, um, because it's just, I don't know, it's it's just fantastic how, how it goes through all the different philosophers. We all sing our, our whole bits and... How when the Tower of Babel starts, then we all mash every single one of those philosophies together at once. And it just creates this chaotic, but yet like decipherable, like melody that's just very funky and and cool. So. All right. Well, if everybody else is going to cheat. <laughs> um, so if you would have asked me this question in 2014 when I, we did the junior version, I absolutely would have said all for the best. I couldn't tell you why, but for some reason, that was my jam. I loved that song so much. Um, but in this version, it absolutely has to be Beautiful City. And <laughs> and part of that is just because for me personally, I also have been on a like a self-journey to try and rebuild some parts of my life and rebuild, um, I guess, just myself as a person and be more comfortable and confident in myself so just hearing that song every night I swear just clicks something in my brain it it itches a very particular spot with me and it it means 
a lot. And I think it's a very, very impactful song um, for a lot of people. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and sharing your time with us and being a part of Godspell. Um, we need to get people in, the, in those seats to be energetic and singing and clapping and, and experiencing a good time with us. So Thomas, when can people see the show? Well, uh, this podcast will come out right before the second week of the shows. Uh, but, uh, the Friday performances left for the remaining of Godspell would be April 21st, the 28th and May 5th. Uh, again, those are the Friday performances on April 21st, 28th, and May 5th. The pub opens at 6 p.m. with pre-show music going from 6.15 to 7.15 with the show starting at 7.30. The Saturday Twilight shows, which I think would be like the best time to come see this show personally, like a nice 2.30, some nice joyous, and then I go out and have a couple beers. But um, <laughs> those shows will be on <laughs> April 22nd, April 29th, and May 6th. The pub opens at 2.30 with pre-show music going from 2.45 to 3.45 and the show starting at 4 p.m. And then finally, we do have a couple of the Sunday matinees. Uh, uh, Those shows would be on April 23rd, April 30th, and May 7th with the pub opening up at 12.30, pre-show music from 12.45 to 1.45, and then the show starting at 2 o'clock. Where can they get their tickets, Kevin? Well, they can get their tickets at theforestin.org. That's F-O-R-S-T-I-N-N dot org. And that's the quickest and easiest way. But you can also call the inn and you might be lucky enough to talk to Michael Sheeks and get your tickets ordered. Um, he's kind of hard to catch. Um, he's an elusive and busy man. But if you get to chat with him, uh, he'll get you, he will get you your seats. He's mysterious. Sometimes I think he just hangs in the rafters. <laughs> exactly. In the attic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fine, in the <laughs> attic. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas, for hanging out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for coming, uh, tuning in to the uh, podcast. Uh, look forward to the next one. Thanks, Kevin. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> so long. Bye.